Hi. All right. How's it going? I uh, good. Yeah, really yes, good. Yes, very eh? well. Very well. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. I noticed listening back to previous podcasts that when you ask me how I am, I never ask you how you are. It's every day in life. <laughs> every morning. No, I'm only kidding. I'm not that rude. Uh, no, I you're hope. not. You're not at all. Um, how are you, Christopher? How's um, life? Uh, very well, thank you. Good. I have a pregnant wife. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Is that the first time this has been mentioned on the podcast? No, it hasn't. Uh, I believe it was mentioned to Louis Abbott. We yes, spoke he was, about he was it. last week's podcast. He, Louis, yeah, he was. Um, lovely fella. Lovely guy. Um, lovely you'll dude. have heard all about it uh, last week, but very intriguing man. Um, knows a lot about music and, and yeah, writes lovely songs. Um, this week's guest, though, this week's guest is exciting yes. AF. As you can probably tell by the title of this video, we were very fortunate video? enough. What? Video? Video? As you can probably tell. Oh. <laughs> As you can probably tell by the title of this week's podcast, um, thank you, Christopher, for for correcting me and embarrassing me in front of our <laughs> wide and extensive audience. I know, I'm sorry. Um, we have the one and only Benny Greb. We do have the one and only Benny Greb. He was very accommodating when he came to see us in clinic, and he gave us about 30 minutes. 30 minutes of his time, yeah. Yeah. Which, for a man of Benny Greb's calibre and stature, that's a lot of time. It is a lot of time when he didn't have a lot of time. Yes. Um, because... The podcast was recorded between soundcheck and showtime. He hadn't even checked into his room yet. So that's how kind he was. Yep. So he, humble. Yep. They hadn't long got out the car. Soundcheck did not take long. Um, and he gave us, yeah, he gave us some time for a chat. Oh my goodness, I haven't put my phone off. <coughs> Penalty referee. Uh, I could put my phone off now. Um, so yeah, it was lovely to chat to him. I tried... Um, I don't know about you, but I tried hard to think about stuff that I didn't think he would get asked in the clinic. Oh, I certainly like went that <laughs> way, as I'm sure you'll hear. Because, I mean, you know, Benny's been around for a long, long time and questions about his gear and stuff um, have been answered over and over again. And yeah. I wasn't sure, you know, I wanted to leave him space to answer questions that people might ask him on the night. Yeah, but also maybe ask him questions who maybe... Not necessarily wasn't ready for, but like questions he maybe doesn't get asked all that often. Yeah, aye. I, I, I like the idea of drummers as composers and stuff, so I, yeah. I, f I, f I felt like that was good Good chat. Good chat. So enjoy, uh, everybody. I hope you like it. Um, to those that came to the show and all that, thank you for coming down. Yes, thank you very, very much. And uh, we'll see you on the other side of Benny Grimm. Enjoy. Adam. Hi, Christopher. How are you? I'm quite excited. I'm very excited. This is the most excited, no offence to anyone else who's been on the podcast, but this is one of the <laughs> most exciting podcasts I think we've ever done. It is, yeah. Uh, we are here with a very wonderful, charming and awesome Benny Greb. Oh, thank you. Hi, Benny. There is a saying, never uh, never tip the waiter before the food arrives, but <laughs> I hope I can, I can deliver. <laughs> Me too, now that I've said that. So, how's your tour been? You've been on tour all week? Yes, very, very good. good. Yeah, that was fun. Have you had good houses? Yes, yes. It was always packed, really. Good. And uh, yeah, but today is going to be the best, of uh, course. Uh, Glasgow's everybody that comes to Glasgow says that Glasgow is the best audience. Yeah. So yeah, let's so hope we're so. Really excited to have you. So, um, I mean, there's we've probably got about a million questions um, to ask, but. I had the pleasure to watch your sound check, so I'm going to ask you a really nerdy drummy question right off the bat. Shoot, shoot for it. Um, you've we've had the fortune to have you in clinic two times before so the last time you were here was 2012 and you have changed by the looks of it the way you play everything seems to be much much more relaxed and much much more definite is that something that you've spent time on like i don't think you play anything now that you don't mean to play and i don't mean that you did that before but it's <laughs> really apparent <laughs> um wow uh well thank you um I think that's a that's just a, a a common thread about like how however I want to practice and work on things. Uh, I I had a phase very early on when I was like a teen and like where it was uh, about um, finding new things and exciting <laughs> things and and totally going like places where I haven't been before. And uh, not that I don't do that anymore, but but I find myself a lot now trying to do whatever I do better, easier. Mm -hmm 
with more grace hopefully mm. and uh i don't always succeed but but that's that's uh, great feedback then and uh yeah it cool. just looks like there's or i maybe just uh, am getting older <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> it just looks like there's loads of flow you know everything's dead relaxed so yeah. it's really great to see yeah. it's like, cause it, it I only do that at soundcheck though. Okay. At, at, uh, <laughs> I get <laughs> stiff as a board the yeah when, the when, when the show starts I'm like I'll take that tip back yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, did, does that um, sort of tune into the way you tune your drums and the way you what cymbals you use because everything you play now is I guess is very definite you have your own snare drum you have your own cymbal line all these things so is that related to that um, I mean that definitely helps. Uh, I, I've always experimented a lot with sounds, and I mean my my progress of practicing uh, or living is to see. Uh, okay, this is nice. This is nice. What can be better? Mm -hmm. And what um, that also goes, of course, into technique. Uh, and a lot of of technique stuff is um, like how can this be easier, and how can I? Because a lot of times we think how can i do more uh, there's a lot of talk about how do you build your muscles or your reflexes <laughs> or you know stuff like that and i found out that in reality uh, to get better and better technique uh, it's it's more about what you know more always seems to be better mm -hmm. but less shit is also better <laughs> you know l less stuff that you don't need uh, motions tensions that you don't need uh, that makes it better it's 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 more like when you have a car that drives up a hill and it doesn't go any faster and mm -hmm. you think oh i want to need a different car i need different mm -hmm. different motor and stuff um why not just open uh the 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 back and see you have a lot of weight in there that you maybe can mm -hmm. throw out and then even your small car or whatever will drive up the the hill and that's what i what i try to teach as well in my drum camps like to look for motions um, in terms of posture in terms of uh dynamics and stuff what can you get rid of and then it's it's like a well-oiled machine usually so mm -hmm. there's nothing more that you need you just need less of the stuff that you don't need uh -huh. and in terms of sound yeah it's it's a constant uh a journey and i've been very fortunate to work with with the companies minel uh vic firth for the signature stick um sono for the signature snare drum uh and uh, to to be like ah oh, what 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 do i want what could i improve what what do i need here and uh yeah i'm very fortunate that they that they helped me mm -hmm. to 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 realize these these ideas and, and so i've come closer and closer to um to a sound that i always envisioned having yeah so how does that relate or translate to the music that you write does any of that inform how you write or do you just write the music you want to write and you make the drums and cymbals do the rest of the work well i mean that gets informed that's uh, that's get gets informed by it so of course um, a, a lot of the things um where needs are getting created that's of course because of the music mm -hmm. where where for example i thought oh, I, I want something that's that's less authoritarian than the hi-hat i want something that's more shakerish and yeah. more subtle and that's how the eight inch crasher hats mm -hmm. for example came about and now i almost don't want to i, I don't <laughs> want to play without it I, yeah. and and so these sounds are of course created by by playing and thinking mm, it would be nice to have it yeah. would be nice to have this and that and but songwriting wise i never start with the drums mm -hmm. i always start with um and although i make a lot of bass player jokes and i love <laughs> it but but i always start with a bass line because oh, okay. it's a great great uh because you can line out very nicely uh the rhythm and and kind of the the character of of the of what what's the beat's gonna be and but as well the chords and and everything mm -hmm. and if you then write a melody to that it's it's then a matter of like okay i have the bass line i have a melody then just filling out what what comes in between and then at the end i usually feel like a studio drummer that tries to find a groove for what i've written and uh, sometimes i think like man who wrote this and like <laughs> i have no idea what i should play to this oh it was me okay. <laughs> so but um yeah I, I never write from the drum set I, mm. I always write from like melodies bass lines and um, put that into nice form and actually always finish the piece really right. before i go to the drum set and then uh, try to add something. So you've to never it. even considered what kind of groove you'll play ahead of. No. Wow, great. No. I think that's the way you should do it. Y yeah, I, I mean there are a lot of musicians who write from their instrument, but the thing is that you can usually hear it. 
It, it, and I never wanted my songs to be. Um, I mean, of course, I want my drum parts to be interesting and 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 creative uh, as possible, mm. but um, but I want my s songs to be as strong as possible. Mm. Uh, so I I don't want to have the songs as an excuse <laughs> to play something that I always wanted to play and yeah, to, yeah. Uh, that I wanted to show off. And and sometimes that is that is of course a big big danger. It's the same like when when uh, musicians. Uh, mix their own albums you will usually hear like whatever instrument is yeah. loudest ah <laughs> yeah. okay if the guitar is the loudest oh it's a guitarist's record yeah. like, you know? so I, I try to I mean the drums are nice and loud on my recordings <laughs> but, <laughs> but but I try to keep a keep an overview still so how different when you're in the studio versus live how different is your setup to both not at all not at all no, no different not at all. at all no difference wow yeah I really found my sound now, and I'm very uh, happy with that. But I'm also very flexible uh, uh, with with the snare drum, for example, from Sona that I have, that tunes very easily into very different uh, tunings, and uh, the cymbals are very very versatile. Um, the right cymbal I've I've seen with uh, with Herbie Hancock on stage, or with mm -hmm. Animals as Leaders on stage, or with like mm -hmm. so from metal to jazz, like. The only thing that then is sometimes frustrating when you when you think like oh it sounds better with them than it, <laughs> than it sounds with me. but but yeah but it's also great if you have great equipment of course that you come to a point where it's like oh th then the blaming stops you know a lot of musicians yeah. have this thing of like yeah I, I could display my my brilliance and genius if I would only have great equipment <laughs> you know uh, but um, I basically yeah trapped myself now into <laughs> finding out that it's definitely not it can't be the equipment <laughs> anymore it's 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 so, me. so how long would you say it took for you to find that this is my rig if you will how long do you reckon it took um well because there's the got to be a time. lot of it. yeah like like yeah like from the beginning like like everyone tries around with stuff and then finds things that that they want to have differently and I, I had a phase where i was where there was more to fix obviously mm -hmm. so for me and now i'm 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 at a place where I'm very very happy already, and it's 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 not always in my mind. Um, I can I can just use the stuff, and I'm I'm happy with it. But it's still an ongoing thing where I have ideas every once in a while, and and uh, where there isn't maybe another flavor that would be nice to explore. But I'm 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 pretty happy with with what I have. Very happy actually. Mm. Got to see you play with your trio at the UK Drum Show. Yeah, um, those guys are amazing. Yes. Um, really, really. I was really struck by the guitar player. Right, Chris um, Montague from yeah, Moving Parts. Yeah, yeah great. He's 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 something else. Was he a happy accident to find Chris and and your bass player as well, or did you go seeking these guys out, or how did that? Tell us you, the story. Yeah, how, do pick, <laughs> how do you pick players? Is I guess what I'm getting at for the music you you write. Yeah, I mean, it, I. I worked a lot as a sideman when I started my solo album, so to speak, when I when I did my writing and and back then it was um, okay. I'm I'm doing my sideman jobs and I do something to keep sane. I have <laughs> to have like I have to have an output of my own, yeah. um, so that I don't have to, uh, um, you know, like in, in other projects to be like, but I have an idea too. <laughs> uh, and, and I mean sometimes it's m it might be a good one, um, but. Um, yeah, so so the first album, Grapefruit, was was really a studio album for myself, with myself, mm -hmm. uh, very egocentric, <laughs> um, s uh, the a cappella stuff with drums. Then I did the brass band album, which was like yeah, a couple of, like a little brass band kind of ar arrangements, and uh, and then a year later, I th I was like, ah, oh, that's ah, oh, that's a great album, and and. I wonder why we never played live really like I mean we played a couple of gigs but we never went on tour like heavily yeah. and then I realized oh because it's my band and if I don't book for it then we don't play yeah. it's, it's <laughs> as easy as that the telephone doesn't ring like incitement jobs where it's like hey let's go on <laughs> and I was like oh okay so I then thought like I, the, the, the next stuff that I will do in the future I, I want to have a band that can actually play <laughs> and, and we're where uh, it can also develop live and so so i needed musicians who are great improvisers uh who where i like the ideas what they do and where they also have um like an overview a little bit so they're songwriters themselves mm -hmm. they're they're producers themselves and that makes everything very very easy and i was hired for a um an, a british um 
writer and uh, keyboard player um, Colin Towns and we went on tour with uh, the band was called Blue Touch Paper it was very like cinematic very like uh, film score like mm. mm-hmm. because he does a lot of film music as well and uh, and I wanted to recommend uh, a guitar player um, that that I knew and uh, he said like no 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 I have this guy Chris Monty and I'm like because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have my guitar player <laughs> from Germany and uh, and but it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we we really um, uh, got along very well and had a lot of same uh, references. Like mm-hmm. we we both love the Police so much and we we love John Schofield mm-hmm. so much and and we we just and normally I'm very disciplined on stage at sound check so I'm not one of those guys who will play and people are like oh gosh could you please <laughs> jeez like <laughs> uh, we need some silence here but with with Montiu it was it was very hard because. Because he started something that I loved, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta play to that." And people were like, "Guys, please!" <laughs> like, "Jeez!" So, so it was obvious to be like, "I, I gotta play with that guy." And yeah. and so we started, uh, and we, then we took Kit Downs uh, uh, into the band. We had this uh, this nice trio for a while. There was an album, studio album, and a live album. Um, and then when Kit went on to to do other things, um, uh, um, Chris Hargreaves came came in the band, the, the bass player. And he's brilliant as well and brings a different flavor to yeah. it. And uh, yeah, so actually tomorrow, whenever this gets aired, it's already out probably. Um, um, <laughs> it's live. There, there will <laughs> <Okay>. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> there will be a couple of new releases with, with that oh, trio. Oh, yeah, okay. so there will be a Grabathon, oh, a Benny Grab release marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a good boy, we've been very productive. And there will be one release per week oh, till okay. the end of the year. So oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great news. Are you going to play more tour more with the band yeah i mean we we played in asia a lot we we will play in canada next year we did a russia tour so we were really all over the place uh and uh yeah there's not i yeah the next thing is the canada thing but yeah we always play in places um i switch gears a little you've released uh a few um some of the sort of best-selling educational products uh, DVDs and such over the last however many years and when the language of drumming came out it, I think it really changed how people looked at producing a DVD and that kind of thing but the the one that really struck me was the Art of Science and Groove because you thank you dissecting the Art of Science and Groove what how did you come about to even start thinking about well Groove's teachable you know because everybody thinks oh you can't teach Groove right you either have it or you don't have it but you're yeah. like oh, no well I think that's actually <laughs> I'll <yeah>. show you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it, it, it this this came out of my journey of 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 having growing up in a little village in bavaria and and not in a pulsating music city and and uh, i whatever the gene is that you have to have for <laughs> uh, for funk grooves I, yeah. I didn't think that i that i had it and um and whatever there might be um not everyone is the same of course but what is definitely the case uh, and it's self-evident that there are things that you can do to improve your time your time feel your your like just confidence in 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 playing a playing a beat and staying in tempo and of course also like to 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 do that in different styles and stuff and i always searched for like less of the esoteric stuff where it's Mm -hmm. like oh you gotta and like after 30 years you you get it or Mm -hmm. like no i i want to have a specific exercise for for each kind of things that i can do like if you go to a pharmacist and say like i have this and he's like okay take this i want to have that um for hopefully all the problems really but but um and over the years um over the course of like 10 to 15 years i i really like just gathered a lot of these solutions Mm -hmm that not only worked with me but um then also with a lot of like guinea pig uh, students <laughs> like in the drum camps and stuff where i could get students that uh well like didn't have a very secure time feel mm. or, or were wavering a little bit in there and then i was able to say like okay change this change this think of that and focus on that and then after after you know 20 seconds it's different wow and and so so there are these things that I, and i then put them together in this dvd and uh yeah i i, I because there wasn't a dvd like this out before mm-hmm. like there was a lot of stuff of like okay play this sticking and then just mm-hmm. speed it up and, <laughs> and then impress all your friends and, you know <laughs> like but 
but uh, I thought uh, that is such an important subject and there is so much woo-woo around um, it would it would be nice to have these things out and since it obviously worked I thought that's that's a good thing and then of course I went crazy with like how to visualize all the stuff and because I just like it (laughs) (laughs) so do you teach it to other musicians like bass players guitarists the whole idea yeah I got a lot of emails of of people that that are using it uh, with their guitar students with their bass students Mm -hmm. and stuff because of course when you talk about time and and tempo and accuracy and click training and and playing in front of and behind and all these kind of things the dvd is mainly for drummers like the, the, all the exercises mm-hmm. are on the drum set but but it of course applies to to every like musician really so there are a lot of people who who took it uh, uh to different instruments mm-hmm. and that's wonderful to see yeah yeah for sure back time um who's who are you listening to these days who's who do you think is as uh sort of doing new things on the drums do you think there's because these are all new ideas in teaching but who do you think is sort of moving the drums on oh wow that's a weird uh it is a weird question no no it's not a weird question but it's for uh, it might be a weird answer (laughs) (laughs) because i I can still watch steve gadd play and and it will move me on to be more inspired and more excited to try it and and uh but of course i love like margiliana Mm -hmm. but um but there are very artistic very different kind of people around arrogant proda is awesome um just just how he thinks about um how how he puts together his stuff and his work ethic and it's it's just very i have so many colleagues that are incredibly inspiring and there's a lot to do for me to, (laughs) to kind of uh i mean steve smith is always a constant inspiration for me and my good friend jojo mayer um uh, yeah. do you look outside of drums a lot because i think it's a really easy question to ask drummers like yeah. which drummers do you like yeah like we just did but where else would you look do you look at other forms of music do you look at sure latin music or do you other things to find it yeah i mean like there's this saying that there are only two kinds of music good and bad music and and i i i really like it all i but because i i work so much uh, and i do uh, write my own music and stuff I find myself listening to uh, contrast mm-hmm. material often mm-hmm. so when I when I do a loud album and it's it's energetic I will listen to a lot of piano music and Keith Jarrett or something yeah. or when I do a do a more quieter thing or jazzy I will listen to I don't know Animals as Leaders or Rage Against the Machine <laughs> <laughs> or something and uh, so but that's all wonderful it's all these different colors and these different kind of soundtrack of your life kind yeah. of possibilities where yeah. it's like whatever fits um you can really find it in music the only thing i i um, rediscovered for myself is that um it's very easy to get into this thing of l- listening to music to the side kind of and passive yeah and and while doing something else you mm-hmm. know while driving mm-hmm. or while washing dishes or whatever you know mm-hmm. um and uh i really have to remind myself constantly to just sit down and listen to an album yeah. and and especially people that listen to spotify a lot to be like you know what you can listen to a whole album <laughs> like like mm-hmm. in order yeah. i know this is crazy but <laughs> but like <laughs> like really the order that the artist intended and uh that that is sometimes very a uh, w- w- wonderful journey do you know the band elbow yes of course they just released their new album as one track Oh, yeah. So you have to listen to the whole <laughs> album without stopping. They did yeah. a special edition because they were getting so pissed off with people not listening to their albums, right? right? Like, like we've, we've put this band. together in order for a reason. Yeah. So, and I don't think they told anybody initially. I think right. they, they kind of made it like, oh, you can buy it like this. But when they first brought it out, people were like, what? Yeah. I can't skip to the single. It's a real middle finger to the shuffle generation. Yeah. It really yeah. Is. Great. Great mm-hmm. idea. No, they're wonderful. They, they are also always like the sound of their albums is always yeah. wonderful. Like my sound engineer and I, we we had evenings in the studio after recording something else, just listening to Elbow over the monitor speakers and being like, oh yeah. Fellow Sonar player, Alex Reeves. He plays, oh yeah? Yeah, yeah he plays. Oh, I so, didn't know. Yeah, he plays Great. vintage series as well. No wonder. So, yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> that. No, I love this kit. The, yeah. um, do you see that thing he did with um, drums in a room? This guy, and he took a vintage series kit and he played it exactly the same way same mic same tune and same songs in like 10 different studios oh. just to influence just to show you how the room influences yeah. the drum sound yeah. it was for sound on sound magazine 
Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, do you ever take any of those considerations about where you record? Because like, I was all over um, the language of drumming. You would record things in the bathroom and you would record things yeah. in the cupboard and stuff. Is that something you still think about? Sure. Um, I'm mainly really married to my sound engineer and what, whatever <laughs> we, you know, whatever we, whatever he decides to do, I'll, I'll, I'll do it with him. I, I love his studio. I love um and and y we can change the room very much and, and use mm -hmm. very different and create very different sounds but yeah like different rooms of course make a big difference yeah it's pretty rad to see have yeah. you got any more to ask because i know these guys are short for time today so. um i just like asking random stuff like what's Do your it. favorite movie ghostbusters oh, oh i did not on, see that one coming. last night was halloween as no well. no but that's a constant for me i'm, I'm uh, the biggest ghostbusters fan ever i have the Do full you like ghostbusters suit too well I'm that big of a fan that I even enjoy Ghostbusters too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Eh? Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> it's not as bad as the one uh, that uh, you know. The the, the newer the, one. Yeah. Yeah. It was but there will be a new one in 2020. Another one. Yes. Yeah. I but I I have high hopes. I think it's one guy of Stranger Things is involved yeah. in Paul that. Paul Rudd's in it as well. Yeah. Oh well, that can't be bad. But yeah. And and uh, and Reitman is is involved as well again. Oh so really? It's Bill just Murray a shame that they didn't it? get their act together when when Harold Ramis was still yeah, alive. And, but still, I mean, I I, uh, I love this movie so much. I, I have a full on proton pack on my <laughs> wall. <laughs> That's awesome. Like with lights and sounds and everything. And I, I was for your for anyone who doesn't know, last night was Halloween when we were recording this. Yeah. And Benny Greb did his Leeds clinic um, with us, and I was almost like a little bit thinking is he going to dress up is anyone else going to dress up yeah. I was like what I really want to see is someone dressed up as Benny Greb with a photo of <laughs> Benny Greb that would have been awesome yeah and, oh, sadly not but no I think time. in Leeds they thought the most what what is the most scary thing we can do to drummers <gasps> a Benny Greb clinic <laughs> so, so they did that on Halloween so. um, you, did you understand them yeah I yeah, did my best it's quite thicky that accent yeah. down there it's a mouthful for a Scottish guy to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that's, that's rich. Too shy. Um, oh, you're okay. Right? <laughs> All right. right. <laughs> so have you got anything you want to plug? Any websites or anything? Well, yeah. The, I mean, the best place to, to go is always my website, bennygreb.com or my uh, Instagram. You can follow me on Insta. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. And, and whenever anything new comes out, you will always see it there. Um, uh, one thing that, that people usually don't understand I, I get a lot this like oh yeah you did these great DVDs but I don't have a DVD player anymore <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, I, and I get it um, but I, I have to remind you that um, there it is available the Art and Science of Groove mm -hmm. is a digital download um, and and it's also available on a little USB stick in a, in a wooden box. It's very nice. It's like and you Sonar give you when you buy an SQ2. Yeah. <laughs> and you can just have uh, have that. And another thing I want to mention, because I always get asked about it all the time, is like, yeah, how, any tips on tuning? You should, <laughs> you should show how you tune your float, Dom. There is a half an hour tuning lesson on the art and science of groove. Yeah, so so just get that. It's <laughs> great. I can recommend it. I'm usually not that, you know, well in marketing and stuff, but... But I watched it recently, and it's really great. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can really there recommend you go. it. You heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. Beautiful. Right. Sweet. <laughs> well, um, <coughs> excuse me. Awesome. We will uh, let you go because I know you've got to go and get checked into hotel and eat and and do all those things. So, uh, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it's been nice. Uh, it's been great. Uh, we're really looking forward to tonight. I'm sure you'll get loads of drummy questions and. Uh, if you tell them to bolt, then yes. yeah, you like say. So <laughs> have a good time, and uh, we'll see you in a bit. Great, thanks, Benny. Thanks, Benny. Thanks, guys. So, Benny Greb. Benny Greb. Granny Beb. Wow. Um, so, they all heard the podcast, so let's talk about the clinic. Yeah. Because um, there might not have been... People who listen to the, the podcast might not have been at the clinic. Yeah. Um, that was the third clinic that we had? It's the third, third clinic Benny. that we have done of, of Benny. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen him do right. a Right, okay. Yes. Wow. So, you never made it to the other two? I never know. Right. It was either gigging or... Or um, seeing a man about a dog, hmm. or um, and such. Or, and such. Um, well, it was the final night of his tour. Um, 
Um, that always seems to work out for us. We always seem to be, more often than not, the last leg of someone's well, tour. It's Glasgow, mate. I know. You End know. on a high. Totally. Uh, and he, he brought the thunder. Uh, he was sensational, eh? Yeah. Um, I spoke about it a little bit like, on the podcast, actually, but a huge thing for me, because I've seen him, that's the third time I've seen him, is how much more composed he was when he was playing. Mm-hmm. Like, in what way? Just way more relaxed, especially at soundcheck. Um you got to sound check his drums. I didn't did get you? to sound check his drums, which was kind of bonkers. I think everybody who there was a, a a member of staff from every shop every night did it. Mm-hmm. So Jake did it in Leeds. Excuse me. So Benny did the sound. He he sound checked his own kit. So there was an in-house engineer with a wonderful PA system, great digital desk that was linked to an iPad. And Benny just asked if he could rock the iPad and went away and did it. So. He did it. He had me sound check his kit in a very specific order. So it went side snare, main snare, 10, 16, bass drum. And I just had to cycle that round. Just keep playing that. Were you nervous? No, no. no but obviously couldn't. I didn't want to touch anything and move it and that kind of yeah. thing. Because I guess that would be quite difficult. Like, I know if I'm setting up my own drums, even if it is my own drums, like I instinctively, if something's not sitting great, I just, without even thinking about it, go and move the kit. So it must have been quite difficult not to do that. Cause well, I would be, you know, I would occasionally catch a rim shot yeah. on the 10-inch Tom because his 10-inch Tom is really flat, but he's six foot four or something. Is he six foot well, four? he's six foot tall. You know, he's, wow. he's a tall lad. He's so, a tall man. So when he plays it, he's not catching a rim shot, but because I'm not the same height as him, you know, so I had to yeah. kind of just make sure I wasn't doing things like that. Yeah. And then he put on a track, and I had to play along to the track. Was it grapefruit? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was. So, yeah, it was pretty rad, man. It's pretty awesome. Not did you get a, a different perspective? Because you, you have a Sonar Vintage, don't mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. So did you, like, even though it's essentially the same setup in a way, with... Different sizes, but yeah, di- same di- size of bass drum. Yeah. Uh, we both play 20-inch bass drums. He plays a 10 and a 16, I play a 12 and a 14. Did it feel like a different kit, though? Yes. Right. It did. Okay. Um very very interesting to sit in Benny Grab shoes yeah um, and just things like if you stood from behind the drums you'll notice they formed a perfect arc from the side snare to the far crash uh-huh. the drums were almost in a perfect semicircle oh, okay. and I don't know that I don't think that's by accident yeah but I don't know how deliberate it is either. It's just totally. where everything ergonomically re- he reaches for everything. It formed yeah. this kind of perfect arc. We've spoken about this a lot, like yeah. about setting up the drums ergonomically. Mm-hmm. Ergonomically, mm-hmm. That, that's a yeah, really yeah. hard word to say when you've not had a lot of sleep. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's, it's it's quite cool to see how he sets up his ergonomically mm. for, for well him. because he's so tall. The snare drum. And because he sits fairly high for a guy who's so tall, the snare drum's angled away from him. So the main snare angles down the way so that mm-hmm. when he hits it, it's perpendicular. The stick lands perpendicular to the head yeah. so that it gets perfect rebound and all that. Yeah. Which, um, if anybody sits high, it's worth investigating that, you know. Mm-hmm. So And you'll notice that the, the 10 is pretty flat. Yeah. So again, for the same reason, when he hits it, the stick will land perpendicular uh, and he will get as much rebound as he can. Mm-hmm. What surprised me the most is how low the 16 is tuned. Oh, man. Um, sounds like a bass drum, doesn't it? It does when it's through a microphone. Uh-huh. When it's not through a microphone, it sounds not like that at all. It's very it's very flat. Yeah. Um, and it, it resonates and, and um, sort of farts almost, you know, because the head is so loose. It's pretty much finger tight. Yeah. You know, so... We had a couple of customers come up and speak to us after the clinic and they were pretty flabbergasted at just how little tension was under the flow tom uh, batterhead. Yeah, you know? aye, it was pretty rad. Um, Weckle does the same. Oh, does he? Yeah, okay. Weckle does the same and that's probably why they sound so good. Like that flow tom honestly sounded like a bass drum. It was yeah. amazing. It's, from out front it sounded insane. The whole kit sounded yeah. monstrous. Uh, even the sound guy said the same thing. Um, yeah. He said it sounded amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah he it was great um, the sound guy loved it because he's like wow the drummer that um, knows what he wants knows how to get what he wants mm-hmm. uh, and isn't afraid to just do his own thing Yeah. so yeah it was pretty pretty nice treat to, to sound check his drums man yeah I'll bet it was Yeah, it was very cool um, but yeah so I was quite interested in how he how he composes and writes music and stuff and we got to chatting uh, beforehand because he was asking about do we know of like any retreats in Scotland where he can just kind of disappear and not get phone reception and 
that kind of thing. Really? Wow. Yeah, because he likes to write that way without distraction. Yeah. So almost isolate himself. And I suppose a guy like Benny Greb's phone must be going all the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but yeah, I'd imagine so. He's a fairly so. busy guy and yeah. um, and all that stuff. So yeah, um, he he was he seems really keen to do that. And if, I don't know if you remember or you caught him talking about the clinic that he's been writing a book. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. So yeah. I think he's keen to finish it and, and just get some time away from everywhere to do that. One thing I took away from Benny Greb's clinic was that he is hilarious. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's really so funny. funny. Man. Yeah, he, like, he must moonlight as a stand-up or something. Oh, you know? totally, yeah. And as somebody rightly pointed out, he's really, really funny in a second language. Oh, yeah, of course, because English isn't his first language. No, so right. it's like hard enough to converse in a second language, but to be funny in a second language. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's very... Just everything about it is great, you know? Yeah. Um, his playing's changed for me as well has it a wee bit it feels like it has more power in it oh really, really? yeah just so see see. this is a question I've got for you who have is, uh-huh. I mean, granted it was like six years ago Benny was last with us but uh-huh. um, did his kit set up you know how you were saying it was like in a perfect almost mm-hmm. semicircle has his kit set up changed a lot in those no, six years not at all really no no he's added some things like the crasher hats on you and I think uh, scratching the grey matter here but I think the second snare drum is new right from the last time we were here I could probably dig through the Facebook archives and find a photograph that proves me wrong but I can't remember him having two snares but that doesn't mean he said it so the vintage series kit when did that come out? 2015 so he didn't have that on the no, last time he was here? he played a, an SQ2 in Beach right okay so he played a really similar kit before okay. the, the vintage series came out, came out. He played exactly the same sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that really changed is the bearing edges yeah. and maybe the shell thickness. Because uh-huh. uh, I can't remember what shell thickness he played on his SQ2. Um, but I think it was a medium shell. Um, so yeah, that changed a little bit. Um, but yeah, everything else is pretty much the same, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was already his kit already sounded like that, you know, mm-hmm. already sounded pretty. Did he have a signature snare at that point as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah was that I'm sure then? it was. I'm yeah. sure that's been out for a while. I want to say it came out like the year before, so I think we actually put him on in 2013. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, um, I, ch- I checked back to find a throwback Thursday photo. Right. Of him in um, 2013. So I think his snare came out in 2012. Right. Um, but I'm guessing there. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he had it. Right. Okay. I'm pretty sure he had it. Um, and I, I loved how he takes two out and to show the versatility of it. How low the second one was tuned. Yeah, he had um he had a big fat snare drum on it as well. Yeah, I suppose in that perspective, it's probably easier to have a big fat snare drum on it to get an instant low tuning as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it, was it tuned super low? As yeah, well? man, the head yeah. was under hardly any tension. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, <laughs> we still have it here actually. We actually literally have it in the shop. Oh yeah, we? I'm actually looking at yeah. it right now because we need, we need to send it back to Sony. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was tuned really low, so it was like he had doubled down on the the big fat snare sound. Yeah. Um, I think he plays ambassadors on it. Um, yeah. on the snare drums, certainly plays emperors on the top of the toms, which surprised me actually. I tried emperors on my kit and wasn't into it, but maybe revisit it. Your vintage kit, yeah. yeah. So same shells. Um, the, uh, maybe just tune it up a wee bit lower. I felt like it just didn't really respond to my playing the same way an ambassador did. Mm-hmm. Ambassador just felt a wee bit more open and a wee bit more um, resonant. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously it's not as thick, but I might relook at it. Mm-hmm. You know, does it kind of cause you to rethink things a wee a bit? bit? Yeah. A wee bit. Um, a wee bit. Um, it's made me want to get my hands on a Benny Greb snare. Oh really? You, you mad into it? Yeah, really into it. Yeah, yeah, it does sound amazing. You should listen. I I, I bought his um, Moving Parts live album. Oh, right, from yeah. him because uh-huh. he was selling them. Um, it sounds amazing on that. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds really great. Um, lots of life, but quite dry. Yeah. Um, yeah, just great. That was one thing you said to me in between, like when Benny left to go to his hotel room, was just you were pretty blown away by how dry his snare sound was. Yeah, 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 totally. Because um, it's, cun- it's tuned quite tight, the head. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he's gelled it as well. Yeah. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. So yeah, it was really dry, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that helps with 
the way he plays it helps his articulation and mm-hmm. all the kind of ghosty stuff and especially you know when he plays with his fingers yeah it helps all that stuff as well i'm sure all that kind of stuff yeah. was amazing yeah like i kept thinking like how does his hands not hurt i know right <laughs> right oh excuse me i'm yawning oh come on Benny is more interesting than that <laughs> and he did he did that thing where he plays the ostinato on his feet so that he sets up the kind of last and latin ostinato can't mm-hmm. say that last and ostinato um and then plays like the single stroke roll, but going through all these rates. Do you remember yeah. that? Oh yeah, that was pretty. Like uh, trying to, my brain trying to follow that was yeah. like what? Yeah, yeah. What's so going I, th- on? I feel like he just lets go of his feet mm-hmm. and just forgets they're doing whatever it is they're doing and just concentrates purely on his hands. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like if you're not really paying attention, like it's just like what is he doing with his yeah. hands? But then you forget that he's playing pretty complex rhythms with his feet yeah. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Um, uh, it was just yeah, all sorts of astounding. Really articulate guy as well. Eh? Great answers for people. Yeah, totally. Like they were considered answers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're quite lengthy answers as well. It's not as if he just kind of poo pooed them with yeah, like a, totally. a two word answer, or you know, like he actually took the time to explain things yeah, as well, which he did I think die. a lot of people got a lot out of as well. I hope so. Yeah, I hope. It, I hope they did. Um, um, oh, I mean, I can only tell that because of the queue that was waiting for him <laughs> after it. You know, yeah. there was so many people waiting just to say thank you. Yeah. Because um, I was taking photos of with everyone who like who wanted a photo with him, and just the first thing they would always say to him is just thank you. Yeah. Um, one guy in particular said to him like, "Thank you for inspiring me to get back on the drums again." Oh, really? And I thought that was amazing. Like, wow. It's like wow, like someone's just came to this clinic. Obviously, felt really disheartened with their own playing or their own situation and Benny Greb just in, in the space of an hour and a half turned that around I think that's, that's pretty a, cool it is pretty cool that's what you want from clinics yeah because like, um, we often get people in the shop saying like man after I see such and such play I'm like oh I just want to go home and burn my drums but it's, yeah. it's, it's intended to be the complete polar opposite yeah. of that it should inspire you to play uh, I would hope so I, I've never come away from a clinic feeling like I don't want to play yeah totally I guess it's like watching a great sp- sports person uh-huh. like Messi or something playing football I don't think people want to stop playing football because they watch someone that great yeah totally you know so yeah I, I that's, it's awesome to hear I didn't realise that he had got someone right back into it though. yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty class there was a couple of people who said words that echoed that oh really Um. so but it was pretty cool and there was obviously a lot of young kids there to see him as well who's yep. just like he's down with the kids man yeah he's man he's down with the kids yeah he's, he's easily one of the the best selling clinicians, yeah, that I think we've ever put on. Totally, um, he rounds out the clinics for twenty nineteen, doesn't he? He does round out the clinics for twenty nineteen, yeah. Unless Vinny comes over tomorrow, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, and what a way to do it! Yeah, uh, we've uh, had some pretty amazing artists come through Drummers Only in twenty nineteen. Um, yeah, at the 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 start of the year with Steve Smith. Um, which was pretty amazing. You kind of looked at me there as if you'd forgotten all about that. That's <laughs> like, man, yeah, we did have Steve Smith. Was that February? That was February, yeah. It was the tail end of February we had Steve Smith in Glasgow. Yeah, that was... Right a, before we opened Leeds. That was a real treat. Um, that was a real treat for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, like... Um, there was a lot of people. That was a bucket list for a lot of people. They yeah. hadn't seen him. I had certainly... We'd certainly never put him on before, so... Yeah. Um, he's a monster. He's absolutely insane. Yeah. And then... After that, we had Mike Johnson. Yep, in Glasgow. Uh-huh. Um, again, probably just as Leeds was opening. That was May. No, Mike was March. Was it March? Mike was March. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, we had Matt Halpern and Federico Polovic in mm-hmm. both Leeds and Glasgow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then at the Leeds opening day, we had Craig Reynolds and we had Eddie Thrower. Yep. Um, man, who did we have after that? We had Craig Reynolds here. We did have Craig Reynolds here, but we had someone before... Did we have someone before Craig Reynolds? We had Simon Eggus doing the EAD oh, sessions. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. Um, at the tail end of June. Uh, then after that, I think it might have been Craig Reynolds, uh-huh. possibly. Uh, we had Simon Eggus here in uh, Glasgow and Leeds mm-hmm. as well, I should say. Yep. Um, and then we had... Um, with Craig Reynolds, we had Matt Garska. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, Glasgow, Glasgow, we then had Luke, Luke Holland, Holland yep. and Leeds, and then tailed out with Benny for both branches. For both, yeah. So it's yeah, been it's quite been, a year. Yeah, it's been like, quite the clinic year actually. I didn't realise we had so many amazing people through the door this year. Yeah, 
I end up so focused on other things that I forget for things like yeah. that. You know, it's quite interesting to kind of like. It wasn't until a customer came in a couple of days ago and put things in perspective. Was like because as everybody probably knows by now, and by the time this comes out, the Glasgow shop will have moved to yep. its new location. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until they they said that to me where I was like, man, we've actually done quite a lot this year. Yeah, it's just like opening a whole new shop. <laughs> having like removing our current shop um, uh-huh. loads of artists and loads of good times in between yeah man um, quite a year it has been quite a year I didn't expect this one to be as reflective today yeah but um, yeah man just, yeah there's a lot sprung it on you I know there's a lot has happened uh, I'm really excited for moving um, or for being in the new shop yeah um, yeah I, it's going to be great it'll be interesting to see who our first clinician is yeah, well, we well the first one we do in there. Yeah, certainly, totally, yeah, absolutely, totally. Um, I, but you know, it's way too early to even think about that for of next course. year because no one's even broached the subject yet. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people ask us how we get uh, clinicians in. Um, so maybe worth talking that through. Like, usually, what happens is a brand will come to us and say that they are putting X artist on. Would we like them? And we usually always say yes, mm-hmm. we would. Um, or a promoter may put on X artist and ask us if we want them or that kind of thing. Very rarely do we get artists who do it themselves, but it has happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, I know guys like Aaron Spears tend to try and fill their nights off mm-hmm. when they're on tour with clinics, yeah. that kind of thing. But in the main, it's usually a brand. So. You know, we did a lot of minor clinics this year. Yeah, it was it was uh, pretty minor heavy. You know, we had um, Matt and Federico. Matt Halpern, Federico. Oh, that, well, that was a Dario clinic. Was uh, I meant to say Mike is what I meant to say. We yeah. had Mike Johnston, we had Craig Reynolds, we had Luke Holland, we had Matt Garska. It was a pretty. Uh, I mean, Benny was playing minor, but he wasn't there with minors. Mm-hmm. But even still, it was a pretty minor heavy year. So they were going hard and heavy on. New, on clinic artists so yeah, yeah. that was pretty rad um, so they would say you know we're planning on doing these guys on these dates do you want them and we'd tell them, oh, yes please yes please uh, say yes figure it out later yeah totally is, is pretty much how it tends to go um, and th- then we'll look at whether or not it's an external or internal mm-hmm. clinic you know um, Benny was never going to be an internal shop clinic he's just too big Yeah. but Mike Johnson prefers it to be intimate so yeah. uh, it can easily be handled in the branch mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's pretty much how that goes for those who would like to know how that so goes so you're curious yeah yeah man um, so here's to whoever we get in the shop Hi. next year um, who would you like I think for me number one with a bullet would be Todd Zuckerman Oh, okay. I would love to see Todd. I know he did a clinic with us mm-hmm. way back when, but I think 2020 Todd Zuckerman would be pretty awesome. Right. Who would you like to see? Um, well, I've seen a catalogue of, of amazing artists because I'm fairly fortunate. Um, I'd love to see Jimmy Chamberlain. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does he uh, do clinics very often? Um, no, he went through a spate of doing it. Um, I have seen him before at... Uh, an event that used to be called Drum Fest that PMT used to put on. I saw him in 2005. Um, and he did do a run of them for a couple of years. Um, but I think he's just focused on playing music again. Because mm-hmm. at the time, I don't think the Pumpkins were playing or anything. So, yeah, I would love to see him. Yeah. I try and think who I've not seen. I've never... Oh, I was going to say I've never seen Greg Bissonnette, but that's not true. I have seen Greg Bissonnette, but that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Again... Um, who else? How about here's I'm gonna throw that some mm-hmm. social media action at you. Boom, 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 boom. It's <laughs> my social media theme song. Um, why don't people who listen to this either leave a comment or drop us a message of who they would like to see? Yeah. In drummers only. Yeah. Who's either be cool. already been here but not been here in a while, or who would like to see again? Who's mm-hmm. been here recently, or who's never been here and they would always like to go and see? I mean, I'd love to see Vinny. Vinny Kawaita would be amazing. I've seen Vinny play live. I saw him in Glasgow playing with Jeff Beck. Yeah. And that was amazing. But I've never seen him in clinic. I have seen Gad. Yeah, I've seen Gad. Yeah, yeah. Yamaha did a Gad tour. Uh, They called it The Mission from Gad (laughs) Uh, a few years ago. I saw him at the Corn Exchange in Edinburgh. That was huge. Um, Somebody asked him a really random question as well about playing a one-handed role. 
<laughs> like, seriously, a guy, a, a guy asked him to demonstrate a one-handed roll and he just said no. Because <laughs> he's like, I can't do one, man. You know? It was a bit, a bit weird. Yeah. Um, I, Gad I did, fever was in the air. But it, it was amazing because he played all the Gad stuff, you know? Like yeah. All the, all the Asia films and he did all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I've seen Gad. I don't know who else I'd like to see, man. There's that, there's that many people changing. And the minute that we stop recording, I'll think of like 10 artists. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, One that kind of springs to mind would be Aaron Sterling. I would like yeah, to see Aaron that would Sterling. be pretty like, rad. Um, I'd like to see Nate Wood. Nate Wood would be pretty cool. I think it would kind of... I'd, I'd, he's not everyone's cup of tea, I don't reckon. Yeah, um, The but, four stuff he does is pretty mental. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, in a good way, of course. Yeah, yeah, um, You know, so I, I would like to see him... Um, I'd love to see somebody like Ringo... Do you think? I think that would <laughs> be think great, man. Yeah. It'd be pretty awesome, actually. You yeah. know what? Or Taylor Hawkins do a clinic. Taylor Hawkins you would know? be awesome. Um, you know, something like that. Something, you know, I'd, I'd ask him really weird questions about playing with, like, what was it like to play with Alanis Morissette and all that? Because yeah. he came out uh, round about, well, that was his first gig before the food. That's right, yeah. Um, that's, right. that's how he got discovered. Yeah. By Grohl. Um, so, yeah, there's loads of, loads of people I would love to see like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll wait and see what what comes our way, if anything. Yeah. You know, it we'll might be a clinic, a clinic light year next year, just Maybe. depending on what artists are doing. Who knows? Not I. It's all for the. Um, it's all for the twenty twenty. Yeah, if that it, makes sense. It's all for the twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. What else has been happening? I think that's it, really. Yeah. Yeah. We've got all the big stuff is. Uh, it's kind of tucked away now for the year. Sweet. So, will I take us home? Take us home, aye. Take us home. Country okay. roads. So, firstly, uh, make sure you guys come and visit the new uh, Glasgow shop, which is located in Queensley Park, just off Junction 11 on the M8. Uh, we're at Unit 4 Weirdale Lane. Uh, so, make sure you guys come and visit the new Glasgow shop, because if you turn up at Con- Commerce Street, chances are we're probably not there anymore because um, we've moved to a bigger and better facility in Queensley Park. You can park your car. You can park your car. Um, you can get drums in and out of the car. You can hang out for as long as you want. The coffee will always be on. Uh, make sure that you drop into either Glasgow or Leeds. Maybe grab yourself some Mino Vintage Series stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe even uh, a Sonar Vintage Series drum kit. Um, when... Well, the new finish, the California Blue finish, if you're one of... Uh, X amount I think it's the first 50 to buy one first 50 to buy that's you right you get a master class place to Benny Greb with the man himself Benny Greb uh, as far as we are aware as of recording this uh, not all the spaces have been filled yet so you better get on it yep a car bonnet on like a car bonnet uh, make sure you follow the shop on all the socials so we're on Facebook uh, we're on Instagram we're on YouTube at Drummers Only UK um, for all the latest goings on with clinics sales events uh, all that good stuff uh, or alternatively make sure you pick up some nice uh, drumming goodies on drummersonly.co.uk mm-hmm. uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast leave a nice review and even a nice comment uh, let us know who you would like to see us do a clinic with uh, at some point in the future um, and hit us up with any questions you've got shop related stuff we're all here we're all waiting mm-hmm. we're happy to answer any questions cool and uh, yeah that's it okay we'll see you next time see you next time cheers bye bye